Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Scott here from Oak Societies here to drop you another episode. We have a lot to cover today, so what are we going to be talking about? Of course, you guys are going to get all the Q drops. I have the most recent ones up until Q is talking about Hillary Clinton possibly being the first one to fall down before Obama. The queen always has to protect the king, right? We got that on the lineup. We're going to be talking about Joe Biden, Judge Sullivan, Obama as usual, and of course, all the news from around the world. But before we do that, let me just play you a video of what the sheeple are still believing about the coronavirus, and I'll see you guys at the other end of the intro. Take a watch. I thought the coronavirus was all around me. Who wasn't wearing a mask? Who aren't wearing gloves? Some lady was standing five and a half feet away from me. I don't know what to do anymore. Who do I listen to? Do, do I listen to the experts on TV? Or the experts on Facebook? What happened to Dr. Fauci? How come he's not in the news conference anymore? What did they do to Dr. Fauci? Oh, my God. Did, did a spaceship land in a rose garden and take him away to a different planet? Oh, my God. I got to come down. I, I got to come down. Oh, my God. What if the virus is out here? What do I do with the gloves and the mask? What if the virus is on these? How do I get rid of them? I don't want to put them on the street. That's not nice. I'll get rid of it later. Oh, my God. I touched the steering wheel. What if the virus is on the steering wheel now? Oh, the poor sheep. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it all to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through projects looking glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Won't society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. Yes. That man right there is a New York native. He has an excellent channel. I actually forgot his name here. Um, but he's, he's, he's a comedian, and he does a lot of awesome bits um, concerning uh, football stuff. And he, he's, he's just a really funny dude. But I just wanted to play that to uh, just show how crazy uh, the people are still thinking about this virus. But let's get into the shameless plugs, and we'll get on the way here. So if everyone can, go to the Woke Society's YouTube webpage and like share subscribe tell your friends and family about this channel let them know we are the news now we're at 34.2 we're almost at 35 ladies and gentlemen which puts us at almost halfway to 40,000. can't wait go to my patreon if you'd like to become a patreon or a patron for as little as a dollar a month that's 12 dollars a year that is completely up to you we have some tier, cool tiered pricing going on there if you guys want to get exclusive content that is there as well if you guys want as well, go to the BitChute as my backup channel in case YouTube shuts me down. And of course, check out the website, WokeSocieties.com, where you can download all of my content on the podcasting platforms. Besides Spotify, which I'll get to in just a moment, you can do that there and listen to the content on the go. And of course, check out the Woke Societies shop page where you can get all of my cool Woke gear, my mug, the Q mugs, 
and of course my apparel here, the Woke Society's t-shirt, hoodie, t uh, hoodie and t-shirt, and my Obamagate t-shirt as well. We're going to be constantly expanding this as well, so go there, support the show. Every dollar goes back into the show and back to you guys. And of course, as a one-time donation, can go to the Woke Society's podcast, PayPal, and that is all in the description below. Very good. So we got that out of the way. So thank you guys for coming here, listening to me today. As always, it's always a pleasure to do this show. Had a great live stream. Again, we're going to be having Santa uh, Santa Surfing next Tuesday. Come on the show, talk about all the uh, local, all, all the crazy events going on right now. But where do we want to begin? So what I want to show you guys is kind of a turning point here that we're seeing a momentum shift, a complete momentum shift here as far as Democrats, Republicans. And I'm going to show you this first because it's just a good sign of things to come. Mike Garcia here is a Republican that is running for a temporary seat replacing um, someone that I guess can't, I forgot her name, I think her last name's Hill. But either way, there was a huge Republican win in California yesterday and his name is Mike Garcia. And the reason why I wanna bring this up is is right here. He beat out Christy Smith, Christy Smith here by a huge margin. And this is from Bill Mulligan saying, with 60% of precincts reporting, Republican Mike Garcia is leading Democrat Christy Smith by 11.4% in hashtag California 25 special election for U.S. House to fill Katie Hill's seat. Now, this is just a temporary uh, seat filling. He's going to have to go again and actually run for the seat permanently in November. But the reason why this was a big deal is I wanted to bring it up real quickly is because this is a um, this was a Democratic hold hold part of the uh, state that's been controlled since the Clintons have been there. And the fact that a Republican candidate took the seat and flipped it, it's it's uh, it's been unprecedented for a long time. I forgot last time it happened, but it's been over like 15 years since this has happened. So it's a good sign for anyone that listens here in California. And my biggest base is uh, California for my listening base, which is fantastic. So good for you guys. This this should hopefully, maybe, maybe we'll see California flip red. I have no idea. But this was great to see. And uh, just some good news to start off the show with. So just wanted to point that out there. Real quickly to catch you guys up on what's going on with Hunter Biden, um, Joe Biden's son. He is being investigated, and it looks like the Senate here, this is from just the news, the Senate panel moves to issue a subpoena in probe of Hunter Biden in Ukraine. Not to gonna go crazy into detail because I want to get to all the Q drops because we have many to cover, um, but it looks like Hunter Biden is being subpoenaed, and he is going to be questioned about the the relationships that he had with the Ukraine, Ukrainians and all that stuff with Joe Biden and his and his connections and all the money that was going back and forth. We all know it was corrupt. But now he's going to have to come out of hiding. Both the, both the uh, Bidens are going to have to come out of hiding in their, uh, and pretty much talk about and speak of what was going on and what their dealings were and why they were happening. So great news to see there. So... Let's focus in on something completely different here. This is something that broke yesterday. This is from the LA Times. And ladies and gentlemen, the swamp runs on both sides, and I want people to realize that. Watching this channel now for over a year, you probably assume I'm a Republican. I am not. I'm still technically registered Republican, but before I got into politics, I didn't give a shit who I voted for because I wasn't into any of this stuff. I wasn't woke yet, but we have a Republican here who is being investigated by the FBI for stock sales linked to the coronavirus. And we're going to see here in just a moment, this man here had more connections than we like to think about with some bad people like James Comey. But here we are. 
So uh, this is from Washington, L.A. Times. Federal agent seized a cell phone belonging to a prominent Republican senator on Wednesday night as part of the Justice Department's investigation into controversial stock trades he made as the novel coronavirus first struck in the U.S., law enforcement officials said. His name is Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina. The chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee turned over his phone to agents after they served a search warrant on the lawmaker at his residence in the Washington area, the official said, speaking on condition of anonymity to discuss a law enforcement action. The seizure represents a significant escalation in the investigation to whether Burr violated a law preventing members of Congress from trading on insider information they have gleaned from their official work. And I've uh, reported on this stuff before about these senators and people that have the the know the know all of when certain stocks are going to crash, go up because of certain uh, situations, especially like the pandemic. People knew, there's a lot of people that knew ahead of time that certain stocks were going to benefit and some were going to crash. So you have, you do technically have that insider information. And it looks like this man right here, Richard Burr, is being investigated for this exact thing. And there is a couple of others. So when I talk about the swamp runs deep, it runs on both sides. And that does not exclude the Republican Party by any means. And we know we hate the Democrats because I, at this point, take most Republicans over Democrats because they're an absolute shit show over there. But either way, the swamp runs on both sides. It's Democratic and Republican. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But I want you guys to see a video here. This was done by Jewish Deplorable. That was his Twitter handle. And it says Richard Barr was in on it. And you guys are about to see some interesting body language and interactions with certain people that raise some questions. Take a watch. ...advice on how to proceed forward. Uh, at the end of that option is a contempt charge. And I've said that everything is on the table. ...of the night of the director's firing. Uh, I found him to be one of the most ethical, upright, straightforward individuals I've had the opportunity to work with. Um, he provided our committee more access to information than any director of the FBI. And just for some context, he's talking about James Comey. He's talking about what a great person James Comey is. So keep that in the back of your mind. Director Comey, I appreciate your willingness to appear before the committee today. And more importantly, I thank you for your dedicated service and leadership to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Your appearance today speaks to the trust we have built over the years. I thought I was pretty clear that the issue of collusion is still open, that we continue to investigate both intelligence and witnesses. Is there any way you give Flynn immunity to testify? No. There's no way. No. A separate investigation going on right now by the special counsel, Bob Mueller, as we see Director Comey greeting for the cameras, the, the chairman of the committee. Well, we've taken the actions that we feel are... Oh, you saw that little wink there. Let's go back to that real quick. Let's go back to that. ...for the cameras, the, the chairman of the committee... Wink. Committee. Well, we've taken the actions that we feel are appropriate right now. If in so I want to just point this out here. Anyone at this point that's even defending Comey, anybody, they're all, they are part of the swamp. I don't care what anyone says. The, 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 the proof is out there. It's public. Flynn was targeted, targeted months before the Kislyak call, all this. We're going to get into all that. But why are you associating yourself with James Comey? And why are you buddying up with him? What is going on? What's that relationship? Well, good news, guys. Today it broke that Senator Barr is stepping down as chair of Senate 
Intelligence Committee amid stock trading issue. And it says North Carolina Republican Senator Richard Burr on Thursday announced that he would be stepping down as the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. His resignation from the post comes as the FBI investigation into stock market trades he made at the outset the coronavirus pandemic is ramping up. Senator Burr contacted me this morning to inform me of his decision to step aside as chairman of the Intelligence Committee during the pendency of the investigation, said Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. We agree that his decision will be in the best interest of the committee and will be effective at the end of the day tomorrow. And this is great because these people are replaceable, guys. These people are replaceable, and now it gives Trump's team an opportunity to replace him with somebody that can be trusted. Because who knows? Maybe he's tied up in all this, too, because him and Comey seem to be pretty good buddies. So I want to throw that out there. All right. Now, to catch everybody up here, I want to point this article here on 9-11. So the FBI, this is from PJ Media. The article says FBI accidentally releases name of Saudi official involved in 9-11 attacks. This came out uh, yesterday. A court filing in the suit filed by the victims of the 9-11 attacks has accidentally revealed the name of the Saudi Arabian embassy official that the FBI believes directed at least two of the hijackers. Musad Aman al Jarar, a mid-level foreign minister official assigned to the Saudi Arabian embassy in Washington, D.C., was inadvertently identified in a filing by Jill Sanborn, the assistant director of the FBI's counterterrorism division, at the, as the Saudi national who assisted two of the hijackers. The Turkish Daily and an Adola agency gives you some background on Al Jera. After years of frustration, the families of 9-11 victims were finally given the go-ahead by the courts in 2018 to sue Saudi Arabia for complicity in the attacks. Ever since then, the Trump administration has been stonewalling the families as far as releasing key documents that would assist them in their suit. I'm going to come back to that uh, that sentence in just a moment. Last September, the FBI was forced to reveal Al Jarrah's name to the families under a strict non-disclosure agreement, but the FBI's goof in publishing his name gives a boost to the family's case. Sandboard's filing had blocked out, blacked out Al Jarrah's name in most places except for one. So they were trying to redact his name, but they screwed up, left one of them open, and now his name's been released to the public. So naturally, the Saudis have been putting enormous pressure on the last three administrations to keep their involvement in the attack secret. Any confirmation that a Saudi government official was involved in the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history would lead to repercussions far beyond the difficulties the Saudi government experienced following the assassination of journalist Jamal Ghashtagi. It would severely damage relationships between the two nations and Saudi Arabia's reputation would take a huge hit. It, would, it, would, it won't make the Trump administration look very good either. The U.S.-Saudi relationship is the linchpin to our strategic position in the Middle East. Washington isn't kidding when they claim the national security of the United States is at stake if the information is divulged. As much as Trump liked the Saudis and, and leans on them to act as our proxy in the region, that relationship would be impossible to maintain going forward. You have to wonder what other information the FBI has that would, that would finger higher-ups in the Saudi government. They helped create Osama bin Laden in the 1980s. They nurtured al-Qaeda in its early days. It wasn't until bin Laden threatened the Saudi royal family that they woke up to the monster that they had created. So there is a lot here in this article. And I know a lot of people are upset that Trump is buddy-buddy with the Saudis. But don't forget, about a month ago, remember when we found an article broke that the, um, the Saudi government, princes and princes, there was a huge roundup of over like 200-something officials that were arrested for crimes. Now, something came out a little while ago too where Bill Barr was saying he was not going to release certain um, information about 9-11 due to national security. 
And that's why I want to go back to the sentence here where the article says that the Trump administration has been stonewalling the families. And they were, as far as releasing key documents that would assist them in their suit. I think Trump, my opinion, I could be totally wrong about this, but I think Trump and company are saving 9-11 disclosure until after all this stuff with coronavirus and after everything going on with Obama and that whole, the whole, all the swamp that he's dealing with right now. I don't think he needs to have the Saudis hot, hot and Trump on himself while dealing with everything that he's dealing with right now. So I don't think it was fair that the article said that he's being they're stone, they're stonewalling him. I just think this is being put on the back burner because I do believe if Trump wins the uh, election, we are going to find the real truth and actual investigation to 9-11. We're going to find out what's ha- what actually happened there. And these families are going to finally get recompense because don't forget, Trump, his his business empire is in New York City. And 9-11 deeply affected him. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's stonewalling families. And that's there's other reasons going on with this. There's absolutely other reasons. And again, we don't know who's Trump talked to with the Saudis. Maybe they've gotten the Saudis rounded up their own deep state. This is still developing, but we're going to see. We're going to find out. But don't forget, don't forget the previous administrations when this article is talking about right here. Naturally, the Saudis have been putting enormous pressure on the last three administrations. So let's let's just take a reminder real quick about how comfortable the Bushes and Obamas were, were completely comfortable with the Saudis. And this man here, this is George Bush here, but with Prince Bandar, former head of Saudi Secret Services, former ambassador of the United States, has been tied directly to the planning of 9-11. This article here is from uh, 2016, but I'm just pointing it out for some more context as to who the Saudis were working with and who was the administration's be- excuse me before Trump. Below, an excerpt in the widely censored release of the 28 long withheld pages made a huge error. These are just documents talking about the Saudi nationals and the 9-11 attacks. But again, uh in their testimony, neither CIA nor FBI witnesses were able to identify uh, definitely the extent of Saudi support for terrorist activity globally. But this is always the question people always ask me. Was it the Saudis? Was it Israel? Was it Mossad? Who were the ones that orchestrated these attacks? It's hard to say. I'm, it's probably right now, I'm, it's definitely, the Saudis are definitely involved, but who knows who else was involved with all this. So, And just to give you guys some more background here, I want you guys to see these pictures of the past administrations with the Saudis here. And this is uh, this is Daddy Bush here. Let's see. This is Trump. Again, oh, there's there's your deep state right there. Whew, that's a lineup. That is a lineup. Daddy Bush, Obama, uh, Jr. here, Bill Clinton. Not sure who the guy is on the edge. You guys will probably know. But again, this picture here with Bush and... Uh, the prince there, more pictures of Saudis in Bush's cabinet. This is Mount, this is a Saudi ambassador with George H.W. Bush. And the one I want to show you guys is this picture here. This picture is pretty disturbing and should alarm anybody that's an American. This picture here was taken September 13, 2001. And it's President Bush and Saudi ambassador discuss evacuating Saudis and terrorist renditions. So this was two days after 9-11. And Bush here is looks like he's palling up with the Saudis after these attacks happen. This is just two days after. And from left to right, we have Dick Cheney, Prince Bandar, Condoleezza Rice, George Bush, 
and they are seen pictured here on the Truman balcony at the White House on September 13th, 2001. We don't have the full story of 9-11, uh, Patriots. We don't. And I'm not going to go crazy into 9-11 right now, but I want to give you these updates and give you context if, in case anyone that's new here to this movement, these are some pictures that should raise some questions. And the investigations should be, there are new investigations that are being um that have grassroots with the uh, fire departments in New York City right now. They want a whole new investigation uh, done because there are hundreds and hundreds of engineers, um, doctors, a whole bunch of people that have studied the 9-11 terrorist attacks and have shown the initial report we were given was absolutely BS. So hopefully... We will see some justice there. Being from New York, I really this is one of the main things that for me that has to that has to come to, that has to come out, has to come out for for us for the country to truly heal from what happened because we never got the truth. And remember uh, George Daddy Bush here, being buddy buddy with the Saudis, dragging us into wars. Let's remember here. This is from the Kate Awakening. She dropped this uh, link here to this YouTube video about what Daddy Bush had to say about the New World Order. Let's take a watch real quick. Out of these troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge. A new era, freer from the threat of terror. New world order. You got to love that word. Stronger in the pursuit of justice and more secure in the quest for peace. An era in which the nations of the world, East and West, North and South, can prosper and live in harmony. A hundred generations have searched for this elusive path to peace, while a thousand wars raged across the span of human endeavor. And that's about as much as I can listen to, ladies and gentlemen. The funny thing is, he spoke on this 11 years exactly before 9-11. This was September 11th, 1990. I was one year old. <laughs> I was just one when this man spoke on this. Crazy. But now when you look back at it now, that's why when Kate says, like I said, they always tell us, they always throw it right in our faces. We were just not awake. It's never been hidden. We've just been lulled to sleep. Once we open our eyes, we wonder how we ever missed it. And it's just a great point. So it's just more to think about when you hear of globalist agendas, new world order, Anything like that should trigger any kind of red flag. And Daddy Bush was just as part of the deep state, just as much as his son was, the Clinton and Obama. It was all one big plan. And it's got and got us into a huge mess. And we almost lost our country. Thank God it didn't happen. And last thing before we get into the Q drops, this is something I just want to keep an eye on out. People, not a lot of people were talking about this, and it was surprising. Um, this is from CBS Denver. 21st Space Wing Commander found dead in his home. Now, there's not too many details as to what this um, was about. But from reading this quick um, article here, it says, The commander of the 21st Space Wing headquartered at Peterson Air Force Base in Colorado Springs has died. Colonel Thomas J. Falzerano was found at his home on Tuesday. Falzerano appears to have died of natural causes, though a thorough investigation is happening. There are no indications that there was a positive COVID-19 test. They're still going to label COVID. <laughs> we already know that. We are deeply saddened by this tragic loss for our Air and Space Force family. 
General Raymond said in a news release, Tom was an incredible leader, mentor who will be remembered for his warm personality. Uh, says, we were shocked to learn of the death of uh, Colonel Falzerano, Colorado Springs. Since he assumed command at Peterson, he was a great partner in working with the city of a variety of matters and all that stuff. He was going to be here. It looks like Colonel Falzerano took command of the 21st Space Wing in July 2019, and he was poised to be one of the top officers in the United States Space Force. And that is why I'm bringing this up. It's still sad when anyone dies that, you know, had a, he was a good person, had a good career. But let me get rid of these here so I can stop hearing that bing, bing. Okay. But yeah, he was going to be a top officer in the United States Space Force. So it's just, it could be natural causes, could be nothing. I just wanted to bring it up there so you guys can see. Something I'm going to keep an eye on. Because anytime you see anything with the Space Force now, you we have to keep our, our head on a swivel. Space Force is going to be something that's going to be very important down the road. And it's being built up right now. And I can't wait to see where it goes. And hopefully it's going to give us a disclosure on UFOs, uh, technologies, everything that's been hidden from us. So all that good stuff. All right. So let's get into the Q drop, shall we? Q has been an an unprecedented run of Q drops. I can tell you I've never covered this many Q drops in consecutive episodes. So it's good because things are ramping up. So let's take a look and see what we can find out here. So we're going to start at 4226. Swamp Judge Sullivan linked to FISA judges who signed the Flynn FISA warrant. And Q writes, excellent find, Anons, but you must go back before you go forward. It links our router's article here. And Q says, why did U.S. District Court Judge Rudolph Contreras recuse judge randolph contrary current members of fisa who signed the flint fisa the swamp runs deep so let's look at the q drop here this was a link to blue sky judge sullivan resigns in the same court as the fisa court here he is with james bosberg and rosemary collier who both signed the fisa warrant judge contrarius flint's first judge had to remove from the case because of his personal relationship with struck and this is the picture here I believe Sullivan is right there. No, it's I can't tell. Both of those guys look very similar. But it's one of those guys. One of them, Sullivan. McHugh is asking here, we must go back before you go forward. And now let's go to the routers. The routers article. It says, Judge presiding over Michael Flynn criminal case is recused. So it says, The U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia judge presiding over the criminal case for President Donald Trump's former National Security Advisor, Michael Flynn, has been recused from handling the case, a court spokeswoman said on Thursday. So right now we have a lot of court semantics going on here. Um, judge Sullivan is going to continue to carry out this case, and he's going to leave it open more to public opinion, and it's not just going to be thrown out. So I don't know how long this is going to be dragged out for, but again, Q's just pointing out how deep does this swamp go with these FISA judges? Because some of them apparently weren't aware of the illegal dealings with the FBI and the way they were doing their FISA warrants, and some definitely had to have known. So again, Q is asking how far back does this go? The swamp runs deep. So let's keep going here. 4227, John Brennan suppressed intel saying Russia wanted Hillary Clinton to win. And this gets, again, this is a screenshot here of, it looks like, drop 4017 talking about, was the DNC uh, hacked by Russia, CIA, Brennan Force, Seth Rich, and talking about Seth Rich. 
And Q is simply asking, was the entire Russia narrative all fake? And that's including everything that happened with Seth Rich. So let's see actually here. Yes. Fox News, John Brennan suppressed intel saying Russia wanted Hillary Clinton to win. And I actually, I think I covered this article on my last episode, but they found more evidence here that Brennan covered up that Russia was actually, they wanted Hillary to win more than they wanted Trump because of everything that Hillary had already set up the Uranium One deal. Trump was putting immense pressure on Russia as soon as he got into office and then things kind of settled out after that. And, and Putin was really willing to work with Trump and to figure out everything that was going on because our media over here was saying that he, they all colluded and all that, all the other shit that they've been shoveling to us for the last three years. So Q is just saying, is the entire Russia narrative all fake? And we know the answer to that. 4228, NSA provides list of Obama admins who unmask Flynn. POTUS Q Plus provides a proof it's happening. So this was really cool. Another Anon asked a question to Q. Hello, sir, Q+. Is it really happening? Can you tweet it? Thank you, boss. And not. And right after that, don't know the exact timing, but it was in the same day, said our testing is the best. This is Trump's tweet. Our, our testing is the best in the world by far. Numbers are coming down in most parts in our country. Which wants, which wants to open and get going again? It is happening safely. And Q is talking about here, board under attack, talking about Akun. And again, it goes to a tweet here to Catherine Heritage. And this is what all the fuss was about yesterday. We got the names and times of when the unmasking attempts were done, who they were requested by, and the date. This was the bombshell. Now, ever since this has happened, Akun's been been attacked because right now all the anons are still digging trying to find more information on these unmasking attempts and q's saying that again the boards were ever under heavy attack since this information was released just giving us a heads up but again q is also pointing out that q plus here at trump is listening to us and he's letting us know it is happening and it's happening safely all done by the book all done under the rule of law that is the only way we're going to get these ticks, these embedded traders out of office. 4229. Actually, let me just check before I jump ahead of myself here. So before we actually continue here, talking about, I want actually, let's look at these documents. We're going to look more into these in depth, but we can see here, just so you guys can see, as as far as I can zoom it, but we see names and dates. We see as far back as November 30th was the earliest one here by Samantha Powers. It was one, two, three, four, five, six times. Actually, seven times Samantha Powers, just her alone, wanted to unmask Flynn. But they went as far back as November 30th, and that date is going to be very important. And some of these people are still redacted here, but it's okay. The last one, if you guys can see it, it's actually Joe Biden. (laughs) The man just said two days ago he had nothing to do with the prosecution of Flynn. I wonder why he would lie about that because right here we can clearly see Joe Biden's name was there on for January 12, 2017. He was the last one on this list. Unreal. And this was already in the transition of power already, ladies and gentlemen. January 12, 2017, Trump was already in office. This is an example of a shadow government. It's crazy. Now, 
Let's look at, I want you guys to see, remember all the lies we were told. Let's start with Mr. Schiff saying there was definitely evidence of Russia collusion. Here we go. But we see no evidence of any malicious uh, unmasking. Uh, you know, this, uh, the origin of this wolf was like most problems these days, a presidential tweet in which the president said he was illegally wiretapped by Barack Obama. Now, when the agency said that's nonsense, they moved to the fallback. Okay, maybe he wasn't wiretapped at Trump Tower. Uh, maybe what happened is we were uh, eavesdropping on foreigners and we incidentally collected and there was something malicious about that. There was no evidence of any malice, no backdoor surveillance. So then they moved on to yet another theory, and that is, well, names were improperly or politically unmasked. There's been no evidence of any politics involved in No evidence, Schiff. Straight up liar. Now, I'm only playing these videos to give you guys, again, more context to what was being fed to us up until this point. That was Schiff. This is Samantha Powers talking about unmasking as well with the reporter, and she just can't handle the heat. Let's take a watch. I wanted to ask you a follow-up question I didn't get to ask during the ceremony about the Russia probe right now. Why did you decide to unmask so many individuals in 2016? Was it, gonna, was it false? I wanted you to clear yeah. the record. What, why is it false? So she said it's false, right? She said it was false. That is false. Samantha Power. November 30th, December 2nd, December 7th, December 14th, two requests, December 23rd, January 11th. That's false, though. That's all false information, guys. There must be something wrong. Somebody's lying. Excuse me, I'm trying to talk to what? I'm students. just asking why it was false. Completely false. And, what, and why? So nice to meet you. Thank nice to you meet so you. Much. Thank you. I just thought you'd want to clear it up because there's a lot up. of administration officials investigating the origins of the probe. And she couldn't handle the heat, and she said, I cleared up. No, bitch. You're fucking lying. You're lying. You are all lying. Oh, my God. All right, I'll calm down. So let's look at one more. This is the worst one of all. This, this is Methods. My boy Methods. Finding these gems. When Biden received the Presidential Medal of Freedom on... On the same day, he requested Flynn to be unmasked. Just a coincidence, huh? And this is sick. This is sick. A grateful nation thanks Vice President Joseph R. Biden Jr. for his lifetime of service on behalf of the United States of America. The Medal of Freedom. And his fake ass tears, man. This same day, this traitor, Joe Biden, got the Medal of Honor the same day he requested Flynn to be unmasked. This should piss off every American watching this. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I think that was the last video I wanted to show before we get to the next. Yes, it was. All right. So just to give you guys some context, so this is what, this, these were the documents that everybody was talking about. We have the names, we have the dates. So let's continue here. It gets better. 
42.29. D5 equals D, fourth letter of the alphabet, and five, fifth month of the year equals May. Is May equals May 4th. This was disinformation at its best, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to show you exactly what this is. So Q wrote, D5D on the ODNI release. Excellent find, Anon. They, meaning the deep state, thought it meant December 5th, state funeral, NSA. A lot more coming soon. So this was a letter here that was dated May 4th. This was uh, from Richard uh, Grenell. Just letting everyone know they're going to be dropping names for the unmasking. So the deep state here, back back when this was going on, let me go back, actually, let me find the praying medic tweet here so I can explain it perfectly. All right, so yes, here it is. So an anon noted that the letter from General Nakinson, the NSA, to the Office of Director of National Intelligence regarding Flynn unmasking was dated May 4th, 2020. If you assign a letter to the day of the month, the 4th of May, 4-5 becomes D-5. Because D is the fourth letter, so you go with that. 4-5 becomes uh, 4th of May. The deep state, though, thought Q's mention of D-5, this was a drop in 2018. This is the one that they're referring to, was in reference to December 5th. So they planned a state funeral to interfere with the plans of the good guys. So this is the backstory. When Q posted about the D5 in November of 2018, this was the drop here. It said, do you believe in coincidences? Think D5, panic in DC. Q sent this drop out, and again, November, November 20th, 2018. It said, think D5. The bad guys saw this post, ladies and gentlemen, thinking it was December. So they just scheduled. Uh, it was, let's see. When Q posted about D5 in November of 2018, it was in reference to an open congressional hearing on the Clinton Foundation scheduled for December 5th where U.S. Attorney Huber was expected to testify. So fearing public disclosure of their criminal activity, the deep state took the bait and held a state funeral on December 5th for George H.W. Bush. The hearing was canceled, but the move forced the deep state to expand ammunition. So this was Q playing games, ladies and gentlemen. And Anon figured it out and wanted to point this out. And this is why they said they thought it meant December 5th, state funeral NSA, a lot more coming soon. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, when we don't get expect we don't get crazy expectations with dates and everything, because it's not just the good guys looking at the boards, it's also the bad guys. And again, Q is forcing the bad guys to make stupid moves and they took the bait. And Q keeps calling these guys stupid and they keep falling for it, and it's great to see. Awesome disinformation campaign, seeing it played out in real time. Now we know exactly what Q was talking about. Awesome, awesome stuff. 4230, the list of Obama admins who unmasked Flynn is just the start of the booms. And here is the one of the documents here with all the names. And it says, pain, boom week ahead. And Q says, this is only the start. Now, let me pull up that tweet here so I can show you guys. If you guys can see it, uh, you know what? I can actually go back to the keyboard here. Let's see if that'll help. Doesn't make it any bigger, but let me go back here. This is a little bit bigger. But again, it's just showing Samantha Power, James Clapper, uh, let's see, John Phillips, John Brennan, Jacob Blue, and, and there's there's two or three pages of this, and it keeps going. I don't have to go through each one, but again, these names were dropped, and we had a field day with it, and we still are. We absolutely still are. 
And Q says there is a lot more to come. This is only the start. And 4231, who asked Russian Ambassador Kislyak to call Flynn as part of the setup slash entrapment? Q says dates are important. FISA unmask. Request prior to Ambassador Kislyak phone call. Who asked Ambassador Kislyak to call Flynn, set up FBI entrap plus FISA late justify Q? Now I'm going to pull this up. What you are seeing, ladies and gentlemen, right now is one picture that destroys the entire Russian narrative, the whole entire Russia hoax. The Russia hoax was predicated on this one event around December 28th, 27th, where Flynn talked to Sergei Kislyak, and this is where they were, this is where the whole entire investigation started that Trump team was engaged in Russia collusion. Now, what what's uh what's the big deal about this well if if the case was predicated on this date december 28th where flynn contacted kislyak and this is the beginning of the investigation when you look over at the unmasking request why do they go back months months before december 28th we we go as far back as november 30th it's not months but it's about a month we have weeks before supposedly this investigation started so somebody's lying this right here does not add up we have again samantha power the first one first unmasking request came from her november 30th 2016 which doesn't add up because if these people were telling the truth we'd have one right around december 28th but we don't we have multiple people here samantha power clapper kelly deegan uh, nathan sheets sarah raskin Look at Department of Secretary of the Treasury. Why are these people investigating Flynn? And who's giving them the power to do this? Corruption, ladies and gentlemen, this is corruption. And just because the, the dates alone is what sets this whole entire house of cards completely down. Doesn't add up, right? So Q is pointing this out to us. So they want us to look back further. 4232, go back to November to the unmasked request, who directed Russian Ambassador Kislyak to make contact? And now it says dates are important. This is exactly the point. This is a tweet here. How do they explain so many of the requests being prior to the Kislyak call that supposedly was the predicate for the investigation? And another tweet says, and Sergeant Schultz, he must have forgotten he was on the list considering what he told the George Stephanopoulos on Sunday. And again, these people are denying they did any of these unmasked requests and they're denying, denying, projecting, projecting. But Q saying here, go back further. The hook, November 30th, unmasked needed justification. Who set up the meeting? Who was directing AMB? Ambassador Kislyak to make contact, meeting, and phone. And this goes to an NBC article here. Okay. And it's going to want me to take off my ad, of course. It's so frustrating. Okay. So the NBC News article says what the Mueller report says about Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, and Donald Trump Jr. I'm not going to get into the entire article. This is just talking about the relations between Mueller, Kushner, Ivanka Trump, and Donald Trump Jr. Now, what I'm going to get, I'm going to give my synopsis of what I think this is when Q is talking about the hook. What I believe is possible, because we're talking about General Flynn, was General was this whole entire plan that Q had set up. They knew they were going to go after Trump and his team. So did they set all this up with General Flynn doing the call to Kislyak, knowing already ahead of time that because they were already trying to unmask Flynn, 
Did they set up this this phone call with Kislyak to have the deep state say, ha, see, this phone call right here is the reason why is, is where the collusion started. But the funny thing is when Q says they, they already have it all, the deep state never, ever, ever, ever thought, and talking about Obama, his Obama and his cabinet never thought the documents we are seeing now that are out in the public now would never be declassified. They had the balls to carry out this operation knowing if it was ever declassified, they would probably pay for it. But because they had so much confidence in what they were doing, and this is why this should scare every American, they have every confidence in the world that this was never going to get declassified, and they still did it anyways. Felony charges. Treason. This is how confident they were that they were going to succeed. That's a huge problem. So my theory at this point is we're still going to see how this all pans out. Using a military general of Flynn's caliber, the man has probably he's sharp as sharp as a knife mentally emotionally put himself through all the public agony with the courts he went bankrupt his son was threatened his family name was destroyed did he go through this ringer ahead of time knowing he was going to be bait and used as the hook to get the deep state to attack him and again here we are three and a half years later almost in full boomerang mode and now it's completely falling back on them and what, to me, this makes sense because Q has always been so confident in Michael Flynn being okay. So confident. Saying Flynn is safe. He's going to make it out of this alive. And everyone thought it was, it, he wasn't going to make it at all from the stuff that we're seeing in the, in the media and all this and also the crazy, uh, all these other crazy theories. But here we are. So was, Q, was, was Flynn the hook for all of this? And now it's crumbling down. But again, this tweet here by Adam, I think I have it up here, actually. This is exactly the point. It says, how do you explain so many of the requests being prior to the kids that I called that supposedly was the predicate for the investigation? And so how many, how do they explain so many of the requests and by so many people? Because remember, just in the last video, I was talking about Admiral Rogers. Him and 19 other people have access to this in the entire NSA. So why were there so many people given that there aren't investigators in the first place, given all this power, this unmasking power to go after an American citizen and completely trample over his constitutional rights and expose his identity? These are all the questions that Q is pointing out and the huge problems that are happening. Let's continue. 4233, Devin Nunez, criminal referrals coming from Mueller team. Again, just a quick article talking about Devin Nunez that is going to be handling handing out criminal referrals for the entire Mueller team. Huge stuff. Huge, huge stuff. It's great to see. Let's continue here. 4234, incoming booms, AC-130 gunship lights up the night. Again, another video here just talking about another gunship, found the target, all that good stuff. 4235, the death of the swamp should scare every American. The point to understand they knowingly unmasked attached names to after POTUS won the election of 2016, they thought they could prevent the exposure of this information and remain protected. Why do they believe this? What insurance do they have? Infiltration of U.S. government? This fact alone should scare every American. Shadow presidency, shadow government. It took this long for a reason. Guys got to have patience. People keep yelling at me, no arrest, no arrest, no arrest. I'm, I'm so tired of hearing it. As in the crash with my son, as you can see. That's how I feel about people not having patience. So, 
again, this is why it's taken so long for this for them for the Q team to have the results that we're seeing right now. And what insurance policy was their set? That's what I really want to know. We're going to find out. 4236, Facebook offers $100,000 to anyone who can stop the memes with artificial intelligence. And again, this is just a tweet here to an article talking about that, saying Facebook is going, this is how much of a threat we are, ladies and gentlemen, that Facebook is going, is handing out money to anyone that can make up AI that can, again, of course, hateful memes is the word uh, of the word of these media, of these social media platforms that YouTube, Facebook, Twitter are using to take away any account, deplatform anybody. And now look, they are so scared. It says right here by Marshall Matters, attention QAnon, do this ASAP, block anything routers from your Facebook and Twitter, make it viral. Crazy. 4237, Hillary Clinton is openly talking about QAnon. This was great. Uh, let's see, did I not include it? Uh, I don't think I did. It's okay, let me hit it right here. This was really good. Hillary Clinton today was in an article by The Atlantic. And the tweet says, I thought of tagging in... Okay, blah, blah, blah. Who do I tag to get the story out more? Why is Clinton... You don't have to worry about getting out the more. Q tagged you. Let's see what Clinton had to say. When I spoke with Clinton recently about QAnon, she said, I just got get under their skin unlike anyone else. If I didn't have a secret service protection going through my mail, finding weird stuff, tracking the threats against me, which are still very high, I would be worried. She has come to realize that the invented reality in which conspiracy theorists place her is not some bizarre parallel universe, but actually one that shapes our own. Referring to the internet trolling operations, Clinton said, I don't think until relatively recently most people understood how well organized they were and how many different components of their strategy they put in place. Well, I'll take that as a badge of honor. We're highly organized and very efficient at what we do. Thanks, Hillary. I'll take a compliment for that. That's just not me. That's the entire movement. That is something we should be proud of. Very proud of. Cool to see. Let's keep going here. 4238, which former White House staff pushed Dan Coats? Former White House staff, one or more introduced, pushed Dan Coats as DNI director to POTUS, who former White House staff one or more insisted could be trusted knowingly or unknowingly? We know Dan Coates is no good. So Q is asking who was pushing Dan Coates on POTUS. This goes much deeper. So now there's another sleeper that we're going to be looking for. Almost done here. 4239 Clapper Ducks testifying about Flynn call leaked to COVID-19. Remote testimony possible. This is going to blow your minds. Is this about the virus or about protecting themselves? Mail-in ballot push, election, D-state ballots push, refusal to testify, fear of COVID-19. Who benefits the most from this virus? Now let's look at this video and see what Q is talking about. Let's take a watch. The leak, which is something that's also being focused on here, that would be illegal, correct? Uh, if you, you know, if, if it involves classified information, absolutely. Um, David Ignatius put out this famous column on January 12th, where he mentioned the phone call between Michael Flynn, the, uh, the December 29th phone call. Did you leak that information? I did not. Okay, good. Then, then again, and I was just talking to Jeffrey Tubin about the idea of immunity here. I did not, he said. Whether he leaked the Flynn call to David Ignace, Clapper said, no, I did not. But again, 
Clapper asked whether he'll accept Senator Graham's call to testify. Given my age demographic, I'd be happy to come after I've been vaccinated for COVID-19. I don't particularly want to be put my life or my wife's in jeopardy. Here we go. This is what this pandemic is about. Waiting for a vaccine that won't be out till maybe by the end of this year. So I won't be able to testify because it might it it might compromise my health. Really? So again, Q is asking here, is this about the virus or about protecting themselves? We have this, the mail-in ballots, the lockdowns, all of it. What is this about? Is this really about the virus or is it about the election? 4240, link to new Q drop. This was to Patty Angel. Let's see here. Yes, this one, Patty Angel. And this video has been put on many of my videos before. Obamagate, this proves who was cooling with Russia in the infamous hot mic video um, between, looks like Obama here and a Russian official talking about what he's going to do, what, what Obama's going to do after he, he's done with his presidency. Let's take a watch. Yeah, after my election, I have more flexibility. For the people on the podcast, this Obama said, this is my last election. After my election, I have more flexibility. I have more I understand I will transmit this information to Vladimir and I stand with you. So what was he talking about? Who's really working with the Russians? Q keeps pointing this out. I'm sure Obama didn't want that to be heard. I'll have more flexibility after, after my presidential run. Wow. Wow. And last drop, ladies and gentlemen, the best one that we have for you right now. Q has not dropped since I started recording, which is great. So you were all caught up after this. 4241, the best drop I've seen in a long time. This here is a screenshot of from Jason Miller of a tweet talking about how Graham shoots down Trump's call for Obama testimony on Russia probe's origins. Very, very puzzling and wondering why. Graham shoots down Trump's call for Obama testimony of Russia probe and... What we have here underneath this is a picture here of a soldier from Benghazi with this handout. And on each finger is a soldier that died. And on his palm, it says, we won't forget. And his thumb says, hashtag Killery. Now, and underneath this, Q says, worth remembering. We're going to look at the article here. Think chess. Do you attack the king in the beginning or middle to end? Queen protects king. Q. Now, Remember what Q said that the first arrest is going to be trigger mass awakening. Now, from what just reading this now, from what this is referring to, it doesn't look like Obama is going to be the first one to go down. To me, this is signaling that's going to be Hillary Clinton as the first one to go down. And the best news is here, Lindsey Graham, who we've all had questions about, what is he doing? He is stepping down and he's giving judiciary chairmanship back to Chuck Grassley, who I am in full 100% behind. And it says right here, Graham took over the panel this year from Grassley, who left the chair, the Senate Finance Committee. In an interview Thursday, Graham said Grassley asked to come back after his tenure on the Senate Finance Committee, and Graham responded, absolutely. So, and Chuck Grassley, he, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. He wants to go after these people, especially the Clintons. He wants this corruption cleaned up, and I couldn't think of a better person to go after right now. But again, Q's talking about 
queen protects the king, right? They were all in bed with each other. So excellent, excellent news. So that's going to top today's episode. The episodes have been a lot longer than I usually like, but there's so much content I can, I can squeeze in one episode. So there you have it. So let me know what you guys think. Do you guys think Flynn was the hook for all this or was Flynn put in this not knowing really what the outcome was going to be or was the Q team had the plan all along? I think it was the plan all along, but who knows? And from what you guys just heard with the last Q drop, do you think Hillary is going to be the first one? Is she the queen that Q is referring to to be the first one to fall before the king, which I think is in reference to Obama? We'll have to see. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining uh, the uh, episode today. It's been crazy. It's been a wild ride. We'll see what the rest of the week brings. Let me know what you think in the comments. Like, share, subscribe. Tell all your friends and family about this channel. Go to the BitChute and Patreon and these podcasts. Spotify, I'm having issues with. I didn't realize until a viewer told me that on April 18th was the last time an episode uploaded to Spotify. And then my podcast there just completely disappeared. So I'm contacting them right now because I want to know what's going on with that shit. Because that pisses me off. Um... But everything is in the links below. PayPal, the store, check out the uh, shirts, the apparel, the cups, all the cool woke merch and all that cool stuff that you guys can buy. And let me know what you guys think about all that stuff. So as I always say, stay safe, stay warm wherever you are. And until then, stay woke.